to join us and uh he didn't even answer yeah so i'm concerned i think you gave him so much of the holy spirit that he had to like uh uh, put toxins back in his body (laughs) (laughs) well i'm 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 concerned at his uh, enthusiasm for scripture for the word of god uh was like seed that uh fell on shadow shallow soil yeah, it may be. I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, not all of us are going to make it. You know. Yeah, well, we're going to have to. We need to get him back on the show. Yes. You know, I will listen. This is what I will say. He is so much like that with everything. Since we were children, I will never take anything he does personal. Oh, wonder! I wouldn't even bother wasting space in my brain for his activities because only. EJ knows what EJ is doing, you know. Like time does not work the same for him. Okay. We 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 just we say things. It's like he's like a baby. Like you got to remind him that that there's he want he wants like people want him to be around them. Like he be oh I didn't know I didn't know you want me there. I mean I called you three times. Oh wow! Like you got (laughs) to remind him that he has friends. Okay. Right friend, but you got to remind him that he has to interact with his friends. Okay. I don't know if anybody had a, a friend like that. They're okay. great people, but you got to remind him that you exist. You have to remind him that he's wanted. That, that he's wanted, yep. Okay. All right. And, and uh, you know, uh, since uh, uh, we've been doing uh, Iron Sharpens Iron, I have not done this, and I know that uh, – what a fan you are of, of this segment uh, mm. is what I am drinking uh, on the show. And uh, you know, you're just waiting for me to pop up. Like, this is the thing I hate the most that you're going to do every time on the show. Cause I did not see this pop up t- two times in the last episode. No, this it did. I, I just did it for your benefit. Uh, so what I'm drinking on the show today is, one of my uh, favorites that some may remember, Canada Dry Lemon Lime Seltzer. Uh, it's refreshing and it's wonderful. Cheers. Cheers to all. I'm drinking the Urban King Pepsi. Yep. Those got a Pepsi I've got. Oh, 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 it's overflowing. Anyway. Wow. So I I do want to make an announcement uh, before we get started that uh, this past week I initiated uh, what is being called the No Name Yet Post. 
Uh, we can refer to this as a blog. We can refer to it as a newsletter. We can refer to it as an online newspaper. Um, there are things that I think that I continue, want to continue to articulate, uh, especially when it comes to the news, uh, especially when it comes to an anti-war message. And so I'm going to put it down in writing. Um, and uh, I am uh, requesting that uh, others, uh, if you would like uh, to be published, uh, to send um, me or written articles. Uh, they could be political. They could be uh, information pieces. Uh, really, the sky's the limit. Um, I'm going to uh, reach out to a friend of mine because he does some uh uh, humor writing and uh, I'm going to like to feature some of his stuff and uh, mm -hmm. if you just reach out to me uh, through uh, Facebook Messenger or direct message me on Twitter right now the no name yet post is living on Twitter with uh, the possibility of also being on Substack so Buster, um, you know because I'm sure like myself people you know may feel discouraged like oh i got some ideas but don't really don't know exactly they hear you say you can write send anything humor politics any thoughts but really you know again like don't feel there's nothing you can say out of your mind you know even if it's wild and crazy but you're trying to make a point i think that uh i think that's the point right it's like you know express yourself and it's going to be we love good humor. We love twisted humor, dark humor, but we want people to be exactly who they are. So, you know, without judging them, whether you're on the right or left, we're not saying when we say political, we don't mean our political views. We mean whatever you believe in, even if it's different from us, right? Like, just have fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be fun. You know, if you feel like the whole White House is a bunch of zoo animals, with with that speaking English to you, like you know, and you want to write something comedic about that, go ahead. You know, just have fun, or even get serious. Whatever emotions you want to express. Yes, and, and, and I think some get tempted. Some people can feel intimidated by right. expressing their thoughts. And it doesn't. You know, have, I and it doesn't necessarily have to have a humorous twist to it. Could be straightforward. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I'm glad you that you you uh, said what you said. It reminded me that I've already uh, sent out invitations to people across the political spectrum. Yeah. I uh, made a point to include people that I don't agree with, and uh, because uh, without going too without spending too much more time, uh, that free speech is under attack, and. Uh, you know, we have to preserve our freedom of speech. If yeah. we have any hope of preserving democratic principles in our country, amen. Yes. So even if you feel like you're easily triggered, just we want to remind you, step back, look at it again and laugh, We, you know, or just smile, <laughs> you know. Like, I, you know, I just want to, because I felt that recently and I was like, oh, I got to laugh at this, you know, like, oh, I can't be that person. I got to find a humor somehow. All right, so let us uh, let us turn uh, to the matter at hand, the Word of God. Let's go. And uh, we are in uh, Genesis four. Okay. Genesis four uh, today, and this is the story of Cain and Abel, and I will be reading uh, verses one through sixteen. 
So starting with verse 1 of chapter 4, Genesis. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I do not know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops to you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived there in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Let us be blessed by the reading of God's word. Thanks be to God. Mm -hmm. And uh, the main focus of our discussion today is uh, around the scripture, uh, Brother's Keeper. Brother's Keeper, okay. Yeah. So any initial thoughts? Well, I, I always love this story. Um, I remember definitely as a child, you know, uh, my my grandmother, it was, you know, was back to us. Um, and hearing this story, you know, you know, seeing as a child, when you see how serious uh, the older people are taking these stories, but you hear this, I'm like, you know, I remember the first thing as a child, I said, is, is Cain a vampire? You know, even as a kid, I was like, wait, what is happening? This guy's a vampire. <laughs> he's immortal now. Um, you know, he's just, he's still here. Is he still here in this world? Just walking around. Um, but 
but it, it, it has like such a, um, it's one of my favorites because, yeah, you know, even as an adult, now that I actually, you know, appreciate and believe in, uh, in the creator, I really, I'm like, there's so many, this layer of mythology, right? And fantasy, right? But it's like, it, you know, it, it can, um, I don't know, some, I see, I meet some people that, that approach this story and they, they don't take it literal, but I've always, even to this day, even from a child, like I take it no other way than literal. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, if I don't take it literal, then I'm like, I feel like I'm being unfaithful. I don't know if that story ever does that to anybody because it's so it's so wildly extreme when you read it, right? It's like probably one of the most well, is it that extreme? Like in terms of yeah, exactly like from the simplest human mind, right? From that simple concept, you're like. That can't be real. There's nobody cursed to walk the world for eternity. But then when you like from a, a spiritual level, you're like, whoa, you know, it's always blows my mind. It's always one of those fun pondering thoughts, you know? Uh-huh. But in terms of uh Brothers Keeper, um, you know, Cain was older, right? Yeah, Cain was the firstborn. Cain was the firstborn, right? So, so there is a, uh, it, you know, we often hear within our own society now, the uh, the firstborn is often born with more more responsibility, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Leadership, we 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 have it that you're the protector, right? Like when you know when when you know parents are gone, you your your job is to uh, uh, manage the family, keep them strong, guide them, because 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 of your age. You know, you you are supposed to accumulate more wisdom. Um, and in this situation, I when I think of and my brother's keeper, I think I think of yes, right? You because you have authority over your brother. You know, he looks to your guidance. I'm sure when you as a a sibling, right? You have a sibling yourself, but like we often uh, follow behind our older siblings to um or our older cousins and stuff like that to uh for guidance. Because mm-hmm. we feel like at a young age or at a certain age that they may know better than us. So it's a very interesting line. You know, it was like very sarcastic when Kane says this to God. Like, hey, my brother, my brother's keeper. You know, it was like you, you can hear this attitude in that. Well, uh, the, the first thing that uh, I wanted to uh, point out is that um, the today's show. Uh, is sponsored by the Beef Association of America. And, really? and that, um, the reason why Cain's uh, uh, offering was uh, unacceptable was that it was vegetarian. So no. show's done. Okay, do we know exactly um, in details? <laughs> Does the Bible ever say exactly the offerings? Um, like exactly what was needed to give it? Or maybe what, I just... What, the offerings in this passage of Scripture? Yeah, yeah. What was the detail of the offering? No, and, and that was one of the points I, I did want to cover. Um, and and we, we, are not, we are not being sponsored by the Beef Association either. Um, Let's say that. Somebody clip that and be like, this guy's... <laughs> so um the text uh does not explain why why Cain's offering was not sufficient. 
and why Abel's was. And when we, you know, look when you look into uh the law in the you know the uh in the first five books of the of the Bible, uh I think Leviticus numbers, uh that you you will uh you will encounter scripture that explains what is an acceptable offering. Yes. Yes. Um, so at, at this point, we don't know why Cain's offering was rejected. And what that says to me is that's not the focus of this scripture. Mm. That uh, the, the writer, that the Lord did not want fo- us to focus on the deficient offering uh, that there's plenty of time to deal with that down down the road. Yeah. Um, so what does you know what does God want us to focus on? And uh, so I Question, you know right? yeah and I and I you know, I reference commentary and the commentator uh, pointed out two things: uh, anger against God and anger against Abel. And, uh, you know, when you were talking about uh, Cain being the firstborn and having responsibility, uh, so Abel uh, is the baby of the family, Cain is the older brother. Uh, The older brother is being outdone by, by the younger brother. The one thing that just uh, uh, popped into my head, which is curious, is um, God is talking to Cain, or is talking to Cain like he was talking to his parents in the Garden of Eden. Yes, he, yes, that's very and true. There are many parallels in this story uh, with the uh, Garden of Eden story. We start to see we start to see the 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 um the consequence of eating the fruit bear out within the the bloodline. And 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 to go deeper than that, uh, the consequence of having the knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it all and, and isn't that crazy, right? Like. Like, you know, and, you know, I remember and and uh, when I listened to the book of Enoch, they do touch, it touch, and we, one day we'll get to the book of Enoch, and I'm really excited for that. But they do touch in the book about this story and give more details, um, the Desi Scrolls. This book definitely gives more detail about the bloodline and multiple of the children. And they're, and, you know, they're what Cain children, I believe Cain has children later on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... You 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 do see this bloodline like there's a there's a daughter that we we're not told but the book of Enoch talk, talks about the daughter, so it's very fascinating to see like um where where are these other you know because previously I remember growing up and going what where are the rest of these kids coming from right mm-hmm. and Enoch does this phenomenal job of starts like layering out all these other children and where they're coming from and how who they are and how it started like dividing and um pushing from and what lines are coming in and it gives it more detail but it it does this interesting thing of you start to see that like not necessarily through Cain 
that evil starts, right? It, it doesn't mean just does, does he does an evil deed, but it doesn't mean through his bloodline all his children are going to be evil, right? Mm -hmm. It is almost like this thing, this 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 curse is not that that is not really just a you know between good and evil. It started way before when his parents did it, you know, ate the fruit, and it's this is part like I said, the part of the consequences, and now they're appearing, you know, where sometimes you see really good men and women, and then sometimes you see really evil good men and women. So this this interesting scale is flowing, in, but it happens randomly. You can never pinpoint when it's going to happen, who's going to do what. And that's fascinating, right? That's like, at once, one point, you, there was no worry for that. Now you worry about that. You can have a child and, you know, I'm sure Adam and Eve did not wake up thinking, yeah, one of our children is going to kill the next child. <laughs> So soon too, you know, it's like you just uh -huh. pop out and you're like within a few hundred years, you're like, whoa, that was uh unexpected. <laughs> I wouldn't what I would like to go back to is uh Cain's response to being outdone by his brother. Mm. And and really investigating his anger against God and anger against Abel. Uh, just to really highlight that, uh, that as we look back into the Garden of Eden story, which uh, really reflects our human nature. I believe it really reflects our human nature and answers a lot of questions as to why bad things happen in the world. Okay. Because, because men and women have the knowledge of good and evil, that to be able to tell the difference and that we wouldn't be rendered uh, automatons living in a world that had no strife in it, um, that when the eyes were opened and uh, the difference was known between good and evil, that uh, the men and women were aware of the corrupted world, the existence of evil. And mm -hmm. so here we have the offspring of Adam and Eve. And he finds himself challenged. Uh, like we said, he was the older brother. Uh, he's probably been uh, tilling and, and planting and, and harvesting this field, uh, making offerings to God in the past. And for some reason, uh, that Abel's offering was considered acceptable and his wasn't. And his response was anger. His response was jealousy. And his response was violence. Mm. And when we look at the situation, we might say that, I think you, you might have said something that, you know, why was the reaction so uh, over the top for the situation? Uh, if we If we suspend that, 
or we look at it that they're making offerings to God. They're speaking directly to God. So it was a very big deal. Yes, they were their their connection. They still had a stronger connection. But, you know, God is speaking to them even outside of the Garden of Eden. Um, this is a privilege that uh, and this shows that how how you know what this maybe this is a sign that people it shows one thing it shows me that is that that voice never left that the voice is still, good, yeah that the voice never left and i think that's a very good evidence of that is that we never actually lost the voice of god what really happened was our detachment from listening right he never said once you're gone out the garden i'm gonna stop talking i'm gonna start you know helping you he never said that. He even protected Cain after his sin. So there's something there about that. That it wasn't that it wasn't like Cain didn't know God existed. It didn't. It wasn't like he wasn't aware of the greater power. It, it was. It seems to be what I if I can take that, what I can, if I would use what I see in the modern age because history in my eyes, history repeats itself. If I can see what happens. I, I realize a lot of extreme things like this happen because sometimes the people that take this option, this route, often don't want to accept the value of the responsibility given to them. They can't see the value in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe Abel was able to see the value in the work. He saw, he understood the long game, you know, and it made what, what long game. The long game in terms of why the like why the tilling and, and farming and all these these things because only a few of them at, at this point in history right there's only only not there's not no there's not as many there's no billions of people yet there's just a small tribe not even that right uh living on earth so this is hard work for only a few people mm-hmm. and there's value because you you know if you say there's only 10 people, but those 10 people are responsible for cutting down and roaming and hunting and making a settlement, you know, and one person out of 10 people are saying, why am I doing all this work? Didn't we used to not have to do this type of stuff, you know, you know, and just getting frustrated, you know, frustrated about, I don't, I don't want this responsibility. I don't want this. This person is getting blessed and, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think, I, I think I you're that. extrapolating a lot. Well, perhaps, but I that's called it's called imagination, right? It's called right, right. So I, I I'm I'm trying to keep the focus on the anger and the jealousy and the violence. That's of what I'm, that in my way, that's what I'm saying. Is that that I I if my mind is thinking like what could what modern how does that look like in a modern way? Right. What? Yes, I understand. But like from a person that may read this and say, well, you know, what what are you looking at in your own life? What do you see in your own surrounding? You know, when I that's how I like to look at things. How does this relate into the current world now? That's how that's how I like to look at it and saying, how can I connect with that? How my anger can lose control, how I can as a human being can get to a point. And I'm well, saying that I'm not having those values can be a trigger. I feel like he didn't have a value. Well, I I mean, I I think that, you know, uh, this story definitely speaks to us today. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, people people are are getting murdered uh, now uh, again at, at higher rates, like the people used to be killed before. You know, we had a real dip in the '90s and the early 2000s, and through the 2000 teens, and things are starting to tick back up in, you know, certain communities. And you know, what is it about human beings that uh, we want to kill each other? The reason why I also say this, and I want to make this clear, the reason why my brain always will immediately go into like like the town I live in right now. Mm-hmm. What may, maybe you don't know this, but a lot of the crime that's committed within this town is between family members. Okay. You know, so when I when I hear a story like that, my brain immediately goes into where I live, right? That the mm-hmm. crime is not you know, it's not often done to strangers, it's often done to their own kin. Right in okay. the town I live. Yeah. So that's that's where my brain process goes. And then I think about your brother's keeper and I go, wow, what would prevent you from not wanting to protect your own kin, your own tribe? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. Are you, uh, well, and then it brings in, um, you know, what, why doesn't God want us to kill each other is because that God gave us this life and that in God's eyes, he does not feel that we have, the right to uh, take away his sovereignty over creation. Yeah. And not only uh, when one human being kills another human being, does it violates the sovereignty of God over creation, but it also uh, creates uh, strife against the harmony intended uh, that was intended between fellow human beings and fellow yeah. creatures almost as if you you're taking you're you're taking upon yourself to say i have the authority over yeah. another life. you know like you I, don't... I have the right of god yes yes like without ever being said or told that this is your mission you you feel like you have the authority or power over somebody that you know whatever if you feel like they gotta go they gotta go because you feel some type of way an interpretation of what you think is uh, what God would want is actually your delusion, which we consistently see all the time through history, right? It's like madmen all the time, you know, saying they claim to do the things they do for God, you know, when they have, they never received the authority to reign over another. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very interesting. Yeah, and, and I think it goes to show um, the importance of a higher power. Mm-hmm. Because when you you know, take a situation where one human being uh, kills another human being and that the justification at that particular moment in time is that, you know, uh, I have the right to do this. Yeah. That, that the, the vision, I, in my opinion, the vision that is uh being being expressed there is very very small is mm-hmm. between one person and another within one room or say within one house or say within one neighborhood when mm-hmm. 
with conscious of the higher power that it expands our mind and our worldview, not only to the whole world, but to the possibilities of an infinite and all powerful being that it was without sin, which is something that we cannot, cannot be. So that that a belief in a higher power, uh, a power that is uh, uh, much smarter than us and, and has much more knowing than we will, we will ever have uh, is a way that uh, we, uh, keep our vision or keep our uh, view from being uh, uh, so snipped, so small, so uh, internalized. Our vision is, is on us and what we want yes. uh, without taking into consideration uh, other people, the community and the effects that such an egregious act, say as murder, but even anything else, is that when we're operating uh, under our own will and uh, not under the will of uh, the creator of the universe, uh, that uh, our toxicity has more of a chance of infecting those people around us. Yes. What, what, you know, while you were speaking, I had a, I had a, the thought that came to my mind was is, um, the story is that there is no there is no influence from outside, right? You know, like with uh, 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 the snake, you know, the, you know, halal, the, the devil will come in, right? And, and influence him. There was no outside influence. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that says a lot to me too. That's very interesting because we all, we, we tend when we see to evil to say, we, we blame it on a, a outside source, outside influence. But we see in this story that this was Cain's own mind and, and feelings that that caused him to that that led him to this horrible crime. There was no foreign demon or influence out that was guiding him or pushing him, whispering in his ear to to do this crime. He so made with, that decision. So, with the knowledge of good and evil, that Cain now knew that murder was an option. Mm-hmm. And 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 I guess it 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 rightly follows that with the story of Eden and and acquiring the knowledge of of good and evil by eating the fruit, that the next story would be um, an illustration of how that knowledge affects us as human beings and what God's opinion is of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's well said. Many thoughts just popped up in my head, but yeah, well said, (laughs) you know, um, when, when God notices that Cain is angry, mm-hmm. you know, you know, God says, you know, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? You know, he's looking at him. He's looking at his, his body language mm-hmm. and he's, he calls him out. Why are you angry? And he, then God counsels him. And God says, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? 
you know, you know, and, and, and we might say that God at that particular point in time is saying, you know, right from wrong. Mm-hmm. Might, might have even said, I've counseled you. I've told you what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, so God's saying, I'm here. If you just do it right, you know from experience that you'll be accepted. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm taking that. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Mm. God, you know, to me, God is saying that temptation lives in you. And you know, if you entertain temptation, that sin is right there, ready to come in. And he says... um, it desires to have you. He's telling them right out uh, that sin is waiting, that the enemy, that the deceiver is waiting, and a deceiver is waiting to have you. Uh, but you must rule over it. The parallels of, of this story, you know, are, you know, when God had told uh, uh, humanity that uh, to go out, and to subdue the wor- the world, you know, yeah. rule over the world. Here, God is saying to Cain, you must rule over your anger. You must rule over your sin. Rule over yourself, yeah. Discipline. And Cain goes out and uh, takes his brother out in the fields and kills him. <laughs> and then, like, in the... In the the uh, Eden story, when uh, after uh, they um, they ate the fruit, that God uh, comes in and starts out with a question. And here, uh, that uh, God starts with a question, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied, am I my brother's keeper? Mm. And I, uh, I, out of curiosity, I, I went to uh, the search engine Bing. Oh, really? What do you got? What do you and, got for us? And I asked uh, the Bing AI, um, what is your interpretation of Genesis 4 and 9, Brother's Keeper? And the AI answered, the phrase, am I my brother's keeper, is from the Bible, Genesis 4 and 9. It is a rhetorical question that Cain asks God after he killed his brother Abel. The phrase is often used to ask whether one person is responsible for the welfare of another. The meaning of the phrase is that we are responsible for each other and should care for one another. It is a reminder that we should look out for each other and help each other when we can. Hmm. So so that's that's AI telling us that. <laughs> <laughs> AI understands it. AI understands the parable, the rhetorical. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I mean, I mean, look at the way that question rests in our society. Exactly. All my life, I've I've heard people uh, saying things like, "Well, if they just got a job." You know, and I know that there there are a lot of services out there for people, but uh, you know, are we our brother's keeper? You know, there is a, a fine line be between uh, aid and helping people and uh, uh, enabling people. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I think that a lot of times uh, our individualistic society can be rather calloused when it comes to the needs of the masses. Which is fascinating, right? Because our individual society actually craves a lot of of the tribal mindset. They Most people who, who, who say something like, well, blah, 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 would are the same people that would look for like-minded people, right? They are the same people that feel alone if if somebody doesn't agree with them. They're the same people. These are the same people. If no one, um, if they don't have the ears of thousands, that they they feel like they have to do anything to get that attention, right? So it's a very interesting uh, uh, dilemma that we face with each other. It's like, oh, are you truly, truly uh, meant to be by yourself when you seek out others? For company, no. But you can use phrases like "strap on," pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You know, you can use uh, um, they're not trying hard enough. You know, mm -hmm. just go do it. You know, um, not giving you know, not giving a, even a thought to the idea that like you needed assistance. And it's it's it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I agree. So, are we our brother's keeper? Yes, I think that we both agree that on that part. And, you know, it comes. And a lot of it comes down to God's grace. Mm -hmm. Now, in this story, now, now grace is God's undeserved favor. That uh, if we were judged for everything that we uh, for the sins that we have committed in our lives, uh, we would not have the chance at eternal life. But uh, from the Christian point of view, that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross uh, empowered us uh, to uh, strive for eternal life, to live a Christ-like life. Uh, and uh, the, the more we uh, strive uh, in the way of Christ, the more we strive uh, in the word of God, that the easier it becomes for us to do the right thing. Thus, we go through something called sanctification. And the, the more we pursue, the more holy we become. And, uh, yeah. and holiness means that uh, we are set apart, that we are setting ourselves apart uh, to serve the will of God. You know, and um, and I'm always one of those people that want to, for those who are maybe listening, because I, I am like of mind when I, when I say this is 
okay, that all sounds wonderful. I'm sure you're like, that sounds wonderful and everything. But what you're maybe asking the question I've asked many times growing up and still ask as an adult, when is too much, too much, you know? Um, when am I n- not supposed to help? And and that is a fair question. So I when I'm when I'm anytime you talk to me, I want to answer those questions. And I want anybody to like hear us. But yes, you are you are right to ask that question. There is nothing wrong with asking that question. And my advice for what I've learned, I'm not the oldest, but I will say for my advice to those who may have that 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 second question who listen to yeah, yeah 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 but you will know when you should stop because it is a physical reaction when you need to keep distance when 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 you need to say I cannot help or I offer don't I I would say always offer always extend but never to uh, never extend so much over and over that is affecting you, you know, mm-hmm. and you must and there you must see within like a garden, right? When you plant those seeds, you water it. You know, with human beings, it's okay, and I I really do believe it. It's okay to not expect, but to measure out what what the person can give like so it's like be be great be happy giving um but never just be okay with people taking and if you notice there's a lot of taking out of you then step back and um, create that boundary you don't have to stop giving to people you don't have to hate giving you don't have to start getting to that mindset where you're like i don't want to do this anymore people always take it from me no, what you're lacking in those situations is clear understanding of if you teach somebody how to fish and you're teaching them something and they refuse to do the work after that themselves, then you are, it's it's okay to say, let's take some space. Developing, uh, developing boundaries. Developing boundaries. Because there's always that one person out there who's like, I'm always giving and giving. I can't always look after people, you know. I was that person. Yeah, you know, when when, when you think about am I my brother's keeper and and the callousness of that. Mm -hmm. That in this situation reflected in the story, well, yeah, that's your brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and when, when we think about the people in our lives, you know, how are we treating and caring for the people around us, whether mm-hmm. those connections are bloodlines or uh, friendship lines, colleague lines, caregiver lines. Um, so when we, I, when I brought up the issue of grace, that, um, God would have been justified to strike Cain dead for killing his brother. Definitely. And uh, he did not do that. And, um, you know, the Lord um, tells him that uh, now you're under a curse driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Oh, before we go there, uh, I want to go back to God's statement about 
um, uh, Abel's blood uh, crying out from the ground. Mm. And uh, as uh, we both have uh, lived in different locations uh, where uh, murders that have uh, happened on the street, yeah. uh, that when those, when those occur, that you certainly can witness the blood crying out. Yes. Um, normally, yeah. uh, some kind of altar goes up uh, with candles and objects. Uh, the strife in the neighborhood of family and friends. Uh, sometimes media attention. And uh, that blood does cry out. That whenever a murder is committed that the blood does cry out no i'm so i guess i've I've been living in a crazy world because my first thought to my head was like i'm like you didn't even say it but at my first time i was like yeah do you ever see actually somebody get harmed or blood splatter like leave the human body in a violent way oh it's 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 a different type of experience it's a different thing it's a different thing, you know. They, you know, the movies. You watch scary movies. You talk about that thing, but what, what no movie could ever portray is the true hecticness and and, and chaoticness in the moment of of one human being harming another. Mm. It, it, it is um is um when you see it, for and I wish no one ever see see it, but if you have ever seen it. It is, it is, even when you hear, when you see that moment, you, you see the blood, a human, another human being's blood fall to the ground and you see the hecticness and the energy. You just feel it. Even if you're not close, close, you could fear, you could tell that our human being is like, is in the most chaotic. What do I do? What am I doing? Am I going to live? All these thoughts, all these feelings constantly in that moment. And like you say, it cries out. It cries out even once it's once it's drawn out of the flesh that you 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 hold your body in. It it truly does cry out. And then uh, going back to God's punishment. Um. Now you are under a curse and and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth and received your brother's blood from your hand. When you work to ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on earth. And, uh, you know, right there, uh, God's punishment is taking, uh, is taking away Cain's vocation. Yes, his work. He took away his he work. He took away his work. His whole work. You say you have no career for the rest of eternity. Yeah. You will nothing you plant on this earth shall ever bear fruit. Yeah. It shall never bear fruit. You must rely on literally your nieces and nephews to keep you nourished. Right. For until the ends of days. You have to watch humanity. Grow, fall, end, reboot, start over. You have to keep watching this entire world that is created. And, well, and, and, well, he did create children. I mean, he did create children. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, but like, but he can't provide anything. Uh-huh. To, you know, his whole he can't do anything unless maybe he become a maybe after a few centuries he became a uh, mason. <laughs> well, it says that uh, Cain, Cain was then. If we go d- jump down the seventeen, uh, mm-hmm. Cain was then building a city, and he yes. named it after uh, his he, son. Yeah, he got into masonry. What's that? He got into masonry. <laughs> <laughs> He said, well, I can't plant nothing. I might as well start building stuff. And Cain built Utica. Oh, God. (laughs) I may explain the curse that's here. But, uh, so, I mean, you could look at this punishment one of two ways, is that uh, God was uh, exhibiting grace in that he permitted Cain uh, to live on to procreate and uh you know said he was building this city um so it seems that he was uh he had one um vocation taken away and uh found had had to go and find another um and I'm sure that that time uh, between him leaving uh, where he was living, being exiled, um, and being, you know, basically alone, mm-hmm. um, had to had to have been uh, a horrible time. And how how would any of us had gone through that with no vocation, um, and uh, known and known as a murderer, as an offender of God, uh, and and most likely being ridiculed, uh, being shunned, having that mark on him, and having to bear it. That yeah. some people in that situation might. Uh, uh consider suicide yeah yeah you know and 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 if you don't mind me saying let's go let's let's even take it at another level uh, level under that how many times as human beings when we're so angry so in our own world thinking we want things a certain type of way that we block out the that we 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 can't even see the gifts that we already had mm-hmm. right talents we already have think about like i wanted to simplify and say like think about how amazing it is that that all along in his in his blood he had the ability and talent to make a city Mm -hmm. to craft that if he had you know these men at this time they were living hundreds of years right like this this is before the curse even happened so (laughs) you know you've got a few centuries but look think about how like god already had a purpose for him you know, the difference between the young mind, this childish mind, mm-hmm. which we often we often go through to have to go through and we do this, we see this people when we just fight the system, we fight what's you know what's going on in life to one day figure to have that same to be able to give back. At one point we don't want to give. We don't even understand why we're doing the things we're doing to end up in a place where we're giving back so much to the things we fought against. Mm-hmm. 
And that to me is like an amazing part of that story too. It's often, and I think that's the grace of it all, right? That yes, this is this is a man who did a horrible thing, but without that grace, he would we we may not have ever seen a city, <laughs> you know, like of the, be, you know, yeah, yeah so, you there, know? There, so we could say that there's redemption of exactly a redemption story, yeah, you know, and and with that and with that experience comes wisdom, right? His age. His, you know, he can't eat, so he <laughs> can't even. He gotta, he gotta have pop out kids just to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yep, they yep. Don't around. He needs to invite in uh, McDonald's and Burger King to get something yeah, to yeah, eat. Yeah. Well, we are uh, close to the hour, and uh, so we end the episode the same way every time with a prayer. And uh, brother Mo. Uh, an iron sharpens iron. I uh, hand it over to the guests to pray us out. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, dear Creator, Lord of Lord of everything, this universe, this world, the flesh that we are right in, the flesh that we are in right now. I want to thank you for this opportunity to have a wonderful com- conversation about your word and the knowledge that you have allowed to be passed down to one heirs to the next heirs um and we hope that our listeners gain and were entertained and had fun with this conversation we want to give back to our community and and and, and spread joy and love of your divine will upon our brothers and sisters our cousins and let them know that you can have a conversation you can disagree you can have a different opinion but we should always keep in mind that we are our brother's keeper and we are all here for one another that we should give love and share knowledge and grow in wisdom that yes there are many of us who have committed or thinking or pondering doing things that would harm others but to use this story of Cain and Abel to remind that if you just step back for a second, if we all step back for a second and practice discipline and prayer, meditate fast on with, with ourselves, that we can often come to a, a, a happy conclusion and find joy in this difficult life. So we just want to say thank you for everything thank you've you, done. Lord. Thank you for this time, and we hope that the, this word and this conversation uh, reach reach many ears. Amen. Amen. Good night. <laughs>